Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Once again, I'm Sue Rose Minahan on Talk Cosmos, and tonight is February 1st, and it will be a replay on Thursday the 6th at 6 to 7 a.m., and you can listen to that on 1150 KKNW. That's online for those people not in our beautifully rainy, wintry Seattle. And we are in the month, well, the archaeological, not archaeological, it's one of the another A words here, I'm so sorry, astrologically archetypes of Aquarius. See, all A's, three, three is a charm, right? And our title, our subject, you might say, tonight is Aranus Thunder. Aranus is a planet sitting outside, to what we call one of the outer planets, it's outside of Saturn, and that's important. When it was Discovered in 1781, I believe, by William Herschel. It broke all the records because people really hadn't thought for thousands of years. It's been astrologers and sky watchers everywhere from Galileo to Kepler. I mean, they were astrologers, too, along with their scientific heritage, that Saturn was it. That was the boundary, and of course, Saturn is a boundary planet. It is the structure. It is because of that very fact. There are things that aren't so abstract about the planets. Saturn is visible. It's easily visible. It's well, providing if it's during the night that you see it, because of course there's transits. The point being that Uranus is extremely difficult. Only perhaps one time during the year, we won't get into all those details, possibly it's, it's visible, but it breaks those barriers. It is the suddenness. It is chaos. It is also on a positive vein because, and nothing is judgmental. Chaos can be good. It's just a little difficult to deal with, but it is authentic. It wants you through that chaotic experience to ground again to your truth. And in many ways, that could be what Uranus in Taurus is. Understanding these planets takes time. This is not the first time Uranus is in Taurus, meaning it's a seven-year cycle, and it started in May of 15, 2018, until November when it went quickly a little bit into Aries, and then it returned so that in March 6th, 2019, just last year, it returned to Taurus to stay for, I think, that's about 2023, something like that, 2024, because again, there's a little retrograde period. But we're in it for the long haul here as far as our, uh, the years coming up for the next six years, and five years. So, There's a lot to understand with it because it will be affecting other planets and it's energy. Everything is energy. Energy never gets destroyed. It just reestablishes. It morphs. It it redefines. It 
whether it's ideas or whether it's the form, the manifested form. So there's so much more to say, but tonight is a panel. In fact, it's time for the Aquarius Collaboration Panel. Investigating the deeper questions of this month's archetype and integrating spirit and matter for unified wholeness, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Top Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and color energy coach. I'm a consultant, musician, artist, philosopher, and writer. I'm Shannon Hayes, a certified evolutionary astrologer and consultant, including Mayan astrology. I'm a stargazer, and I work with animal spirit cards. I own a hair salon, I'm a nature lover, animal activist, and photographer. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you You are are the entire entire ocean in in a drop. Well, there it is, (laughs) the three of us, the great panel. And we've been on before. You can go back to Talk Cosmos and check out the Libra and then again in Sagittarius, and the last one was just in January 11th, which really relates because that one was about the Capricorn stellium, and a stellium is many planets. Technically, it could be three, but the amazing fact is it was six, and if you included Ceres, I think, which is an asteroid, it would be seven, and that's including to the south node. Now, that's a lunar point, so for those non-astrologers, you're going, okay, that's a learning process. But the, the fact remains, it, it's very, very strong Capricornian influence. And the strength of this is because what rules a sign are, is a certain planet, and it happens to be Saturn, and Saturn is in Capricorn. And it's been late. I mean, it's been there for over two years, and it has about a maybe two and a half, three years. So the point is that coming up in uh, in March, the end of March, it's going to go into Aquarius. And Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Now, it used to be traditionally by Saturn. And remember, that used to be the furthest planet. And so the ancients, and up until 1781, if I have my years right, it was understood that Saturn was the ruler of both of these amazing archetypes. But they are quite different. And so my colleagues here that I'm speaking with, they have a lot, too, to present about what Capricorn is and why having Uranus come into this focus is going to shift things around. A little chaotic, but here we go. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm going to break away for a moment. With that said, each of us are first going to say something that we have a new format. And again, Uranus is chaotic. We were just laughing about that earlier, but it truly is a bit sudden. But the fact is, each one of us are going to bring out an aspect of what we think is really important. For me, Uranus and Taurus, because Taurus is ruled by Venus, is a time for us to become authentic in our values. It means going within, inside. The form 
whether it's anything in Earth, especially coming from Capricorn or Taurus, is going to be what we see, the external item. But remembering everything revolves to the center to eliminate blame, to blame on the exterior. And that's because we are spiritual beings. And from that vantage point, life and its values and the unity in spiritual identification, experience, all connects. Okay, Amanda. Well, Sue, hello. Um, I'd like to talk about the serenity of Uranus. And that's not something that you typically think of with Uranus and maybe a controversial view, but this is, that's something I'd like to kind of explore a little bit tonight. Well, this will be exciting. Okay. And I kind of grab what you're saying, but that, that was definitely a very Iranian statement because it exactly. shook us right out. <laughs> so we're already powering along. <laughs> okay, Shannon. Well, <laughs> thank you, Sue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I want to throw out there some of the more chaotic and um, a little bit shaking up kind of things that um, are related to the Uranian um, archetype, since Uranus has a lot to do with change, and um, I'll talk a little bit about different kinds of change and how that shows up. Okay. Well, I think we... Had before, just before this, uh, our three thoughts, it was a little bit about the Capricorn energy going into a Aquarius. So, if one right, the change from, mm-hmm. yeah, Capricorn to Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting because if you're looking at it, if you're just looking at it from an outside perspective, a more global perspective, you see like all the changes that are going on globally with governments and um, quote-unquote leadership or lack thereof happening all over the world right now. And um, you see boundaries and structures and governments really starting to fall apart. So that's kind of one way of seeing some of the Capricorn, the change from Capricorn to Aquarius. That's one of the things that I noticed because we can understand just to kind of further this clarification that we're going from what exists as structure to breaking the rhythms or breaking the boundaries of the more revolutionizing. Right. We're breaking down like old structures that are no longer working right now. And you see like particularly our country, this quote unquote capitalism and I'm not talking about democracy. I'm here. I'm talking about capitalism is falling apart. You know, I mean, it well, it looks like it's actually getting stronger and more like more um, more structured than ever. But on the other hand, you also see that it's not working like our country is becoming so polarized. And that's a, a sure sign that things are not working. So that's one way of just looking at it from an external perspective. Well, there are changes apparent that could occur. Amanda, I know you were wanting to talk a bit about the Capricornian going into before before going into the Aquarius. I mean, yeah. So here? I think this follows up nicely on on what Shannon's been saying and where 
with Capricorn, it's all about creating the structures and rules around what we believe to be the truth. So right in the sign right before Capricorn is Sagittarius, it's all about, oh, yes, we found the truth. We know what it is. And then we move into Capricorn and it's all about putting structures up and rules around what is the truth. And this is how it should be. This is good. This is bad. And we've been going through this massive Capricorn transit with uh, Saturn and Pluto and now Jupiter and and the South Node as well. And uh, it is just bringing up all of that stuff that just isn't working in the Capricorn anymore. And all of those, the rules and regulations that are feeling a bit toxic at this point. And... And here we've got Aquarius coming right after it. And Aquarius is like, hey, let's do something different. We don't have to do it this way. And it's it's very outside the box. And it's looking to just break down that which no longer works. And when you've got Saturn and Pluto at the late degrees of Capricorn, we're in the degrees where it's just, it's not working. It's very much showing us. It's right in our face what isn't working about this, uh, the types of structures that we have right now. Well, exactly. And the lack of laws. I mean, as you see with the whole impeachment thing, it's like, where is government at this point, right? I mean, when you, when you can't even have a fair trial, you can't have the information out there that you need to actually do things fair. You know, it's like you see like, you know, again, like what you were saying, right, laws and structures that no longer work, it's a sure sign that stuff is not working because they try to become more polarized and more rigid. They fight the change. And we're at this, like, great point, this turning point where I think this Uranian energy is going to be so important to help break some through some of this, like, this energy that's just been coagulating for years and years and years it's not working there's too many people on the planet you know there's so many changes that need to happen and i think this is kind of the beginning of a lot of change yeah and aquarius very much resonates with the the phrase we the people you know absolutely right yeah so it's really more about bringing it back to the people and what do the people want and how can we raise up the people Exactly. And, and getting people more involved in politics yeah. in the world situation. I mean, we are the ones that are going to have to make the difference because right now there's such a lack of leadership globally that people really need to start becoming more involved in whatever way they can. This is paramount. I love that. That particular sentence to me goes along with this inner ability or not ability, but yes, this absolute need to go within, to find your values, to get authentic, so that we can enact what we want. Because this this um, engagement, as you were saying, this this of all of us taking leadership of our own self, and that's when we trust what's within and what we are grounded in, and and our own values. Because it is in Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus, and Venus is that goddess of love, of what we're attracted to, of our values. And so... Well, it's like you're saying, too, it's like a shift in awareness, right? Right. It's like we all have to be a part of it in order for things to work. 
there has to be a bigger, a greater awareness of what's really going on, you know. And Uranus is really a collective, you know, it's, it's, it's ruling Aquarius, which is on the fourth quarter of the horoscope, meaning that it's one of the socially in, involved, the, that quarter of social and therefore, it is involving networking. It is involving groups. It's elevation. Communities. Brotherhood. Local level stuff, right? Neighbors. Yep. So really, being involved, there's many ways to do that if one determines their priorities of value so that they can work with them. Well, I think, you know, as human beings, we, our values are similar in a lot of ways, as different as we are. I mean, everybody needs to feel secure. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants, you know, their home to be safe. You know, you need a certain amount of resources to live. You know, it's all that Uranus and Taurus kind of stuff. But at the same time, there's also a point where taking things for granted and just assuming <clears throat> and wishful thinking that things are going to be okay, that model is becoming more and more outdated as there are more people on the planet and as our our planet expands and contracts. You know, people need to start raising up their voices and taking part in making the planet a better place to live. And that, I, yeah, and I think that um, you're touching on part of what the shadow side of Taurus is where you can get really complacent. It's a fixed sign. It likes to be comfortable. It likes its life as it is. Um, but that is that's where Taurus gets really stuck. It's a it has a tendency to get really stuck, and we, it's almost like our country has been a little bit asleep at the wheel, you know. And we've taken for granted the democracy that we do have, and uh, and our government has been a bit asleep at the wheel, too. You know, it's yeah. just all been flowing along and, and working, and and that has seemed good until right. this point, at least. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a slow thing coming, it, you know, and uh, so many people just, I mean, I think what happens is when, when th- there's certain times in certain cycles where things seem to move kind of slow and they get stuck for a while and then changes start happening fast. And I think that's where we're at right now. It's like things are speeding up, like, you know, all the technology and everything. There are certain things that are more out there and available for people, and technology does speed things up. You can do things quicker. You can act faster. You know, you can move faster. There's more, tra- you know, faster transportation in a lot of different cities and stuff. Everything's kind of moving right along. But on an emotional level and on a, an everyday needs level, like, we're still not quite caught up with it. So in our heads may be moving faster than, our like, our bodies and um, and our, like, our hearts can keep up with at this point. Well, like there's like kind of a, a you know, there's this like disengagement and disengagement. Thank you. Yeah, there is absolutely, and it is this fragmentation that's at the root of everything. One could go back to the Greeks and look at their mythology. That was their temple, and I still 
really look at mythology, but the issues are recognizing that mankind, humanity, is part of nature rather than divorcing ourselves of nature. And I say the Greeks mm-hmm. because at that time their gods and goddesses suddenly were separate from the na- natural world as far as uh, being people and, and, and in that regard. But there are some cycles here that are really intriguing with Uranus. And this year, 2020, has many, many cycles. Some of them are Jupiter and and with a planet or else Saturn with a planet. And, of course, Saturn will be in Aquarius soon enough in um, March 31st, I believe. That's when it's conjunct Mars in Aquarius. So really that energy then is going to really ignite perhaps what the one in December when Saturn and Jupiter Mm. both conjoin in in Aquarius. So those are some thoughts to for us perhaps to discuss. But, you know, when it comes because a lot of that's communication, you were mentioning, Shannon, about the 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 quickness the speed, because again, Uranus is very sudden, like the lightning that flashes, and it's it's communication, all these forms, social media of every type, data collection, smartphones, mass surveillance, and it does at this moment with Capricorn really get involved with things like ethics, which will continue to be an issue because Saturn's going to be involved with many of the, the uh, well, the cycles, and particularly the one over in at the end of the year in December. But for us also to consider, there is the Uranus-Neptune cycle and Saturn-Uranus cycle. Well, Saturn-Uranus, there's quite a few here. So we only have a few minutes before our half-hour break, so perhaps. Well, Sue, can I mention, you mentioned the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction that's happening in December and Saturn is currently in Capricorn but moving into Aquarius in March and then it will retrograde back into Capricorn in July and then move forward again for the final time into Aquarius in December at which point a few days later it will conjunct Jupiter and I think that when we have Saturn shift into Aquarius, we're going to see a lot more energy um, pushing forward and trying to break free from the old Capricorn um, plutocracy. And, but it's not going to fully come into effect until December. And with Jupiter there as well, it's Jupiter expands. So it's really, we're really going to see that Aquarius energy start to flourish at that point. With technology, speaking of what Shannon was mentioning, yes, with, and as some people have said, artificial intelligence. Intelligence, right. But there was another very interesting aspect that you brought up, both of you, before the talk. And that was, because we were kind of sharing some notes, and that because uh, Aronis is in a fixed sign, which is Taurus, there's three signs, the cardinal of, of action and fixed of solidarity of some sort, and then the mutation as it begins to break up in its natural pattern of change. And the United States lunar nodes 
are in fixed signs of south node Aquarius, which is early, six, and north node Leo. And, of course, they're all fixed, so it's going to make a T-square and, and what we call a square. They're going to square the nodes. And I think you were saying that'll be March 15th, if I remember. It'll be May. It'll be May. May. Yeah. May. I was thinking, yeah. I, in my head, I was seeing May, and I said March. I yeah, apologize. and we're talking about yes. the chart of the U.S. right now. Yes, so, yes. And uh, Uranus is actually transi- transiting through the fifth house of the Sibley chart of the United States. Yes, and the Sibley chart is according, well, it, 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 there's various charts, but this particular one was for the independence, and it was July 4th at 5.10 p.m. is how it's been understood by most. Some say 5.13. I think Jung said it was 5.13, but 5.10 is usually p.m. Right. in Philadelphia, what people have used for that chart. In 1776, for any of you that want to pull it up and look at it, but yes. Right, but that Uranus is the ruler of the South Node. So Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's a big player. It's going to be a big player in the U.S. chart, I think. Meaning yeah. we're going to be really toggling is what I always think of. That's be- a good word. Yeah, mm-hmm. between the two energies, that which we, our base root of our mutual baggage, you might say, of what we come into, which is wanting which is crisis of, of and, and hoping for improvement and, and, and well, it's community. Well, ca- capitalism that is no longer working. But I'm thinking of the hanging on. Aquarius, south node. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then wanting to go towards the manifestation of the generosity of the better side of Leo. And the leadership. Mm. Yeah, true right. leadership. True, exactly. True leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership, leadership that leads yeah. because it's generous. And leads, from, right. the leads from the heart. And the right. heart. That's very Leo. And the heart right. gives all. And anytime you've to got a, a planet transiting the nodes, it's really going to start triggering that nodal axis. Mm-hmm. And it, it's meant to push, push that um, being or entity forward. Uh, but it's like Shannon was saying, it feels like there's chaos all around right now. And it does. And and it does. And and this is part of that. That's what Uranus is shaking up. And I was reading, though, the good news of chaos, because the newness comes in like a breath of air or sunlight or maybe like a sunset or or the rising dawn before the light comes up. And sometimes... Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> that's just one analogy. You're right. <laughs> like sometimes. I said, I'm going to play devil's advocate tonight. <laughs> well, so true. You know, that's true. But anyway. <laughs> right. But however one wants to think of it, nothing happens at a 100% moment. Although right. we are told at this particular moment, we are going to take a little, a little announcement. This is Talk Cosmos Aquarius Collaboration Panel with Shannon Hayes, Amanda Pierce, and myself. We'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. 
By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom, just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. Hello, this is Wendy Wyrot, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconscious. Alternative Talk, 1150. Do you have a question or something to contribute for today's Talk Cosmos program? If you're listening to the live show on Saturday, the phone lines are now open until 645 Pacific. Give us a call at 888-298-5569 to either join us on the air or we can write it down for you. Once again, that's 888-298-5569. As we're talking about Uranus in Taurus on this Aquarius cosmic collaboration tonight on February 1st and we were mentioning about chaos and that through that it gets redefined that's the advantage that was happening like little things coming in in the rays of the morning whether they come in or not whether you see it or not and so during this moment of of departure we came up with let's go back to serenity isn't that the opposite of chaos let's see yeah Amanda yeah so in my um, my experience of Uranus, I have a very tight Sun-Uranus square in my chart, so I'm always working that. And um, it's a very, so I'm very intimate with Uranus. And, uh, it, you know, it's all about shaking up, breaking free, disrupting, liberating you. And it can feel like a hurricane uh, where it's sweeping up everything around you. And it is, it does feel very chaotic. But the goal is really to break you free from your attachments and to let go so that you're not attached to outcomes or possessions or or whatever. And um, when you can do that, it's like you're moving into the eye of the storm where everything is calm and there is a serenity in that. Well, that segued mm-hmm. beautifully from chaos. I like it. You know, I would like to also go back to, which, okay, well, I would. I would like to go back to Uranus and Pluto as a, an, um, as a cycle. Thank you. Yes, it's a cycle. And because we have these big cycles, both Uranus and Pluto and Uranus and Neptune, Uranus, maybe, I'm not sure which we should do first, actually, or if it matters, but Uranus-Neptune was in 1993. That's not very long ago. And, you know, it's multi-layered. So here we're looking at revolutionary uh, and also um, a faith-oriented ideas. And so that's one energy. And then we have uranus well, Uranus and Pluto, of course, we've known about since its conjunction in the 60s, science, and, of course, the radical uh, social shifts, because Uranus is social. And it, 
this time uh, we're past the square because all cycles get continue with their transits and like the moon cycles uh, come into tension or else supportive interaction which we call as trine so maybe I should just jump to the fact that and and by jumping, I'm I'm throwing out these ideas. We're in a three-way collaboration here, and this is untested waters charted. We're doing our <laughs> <laughs> chaos uh, <laughs> chaos panel. Yeah, chaos embodied. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Right, I like it, that. A lot of brainstorming or the embodiment of chaos. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right? It's I like, like we can we can handle these things. Yeah, because human consciousness. That was my my aim here. And, you know, Uranus will be trining Pluto first in Earth signs and then in the air signs as they both transit. And so we're really wanting to get to a unity of understanding nature because technology, which Uranus is, is going to stay. It's it's here. We're going into air signs with that conjunction in Uranus for 800 years. There's many other cycles that indicate this mentality of mental, mental mentality versus uh, fire or earth or water, which are the elements. But when it comes to technology, it doesn't connect us to nature and it doesn't connect us to our spirituality. It can help us with these things and be efficient, but there is a real struggle here. So... Right, it's why it's in Taurus, right? I mean, I, Taurus hmm. is very nature-orientated sign. You know, I mean, and you see things like now, I mean, and um, Uranus also has a lot to do with nature in that it was, represented, it was representing lightning, which it was the lightning that started the fire in Australia. I mean, that's definitely all about nature, you know, I mean. Yes. And then, the, like you were saying, the hurricanes and stuff, the hurricanes in the, was that in the Philippines? In the Philippines? Or was that earthquake? There were earthquakes. There were uh, hurricanes. I think oh, it We're was. just seeing so much more um, weather-related um, disasters happening. Right. You know? And, and when Uranus first moved into Taurus, oftentimes when a planet does move into a new sign, especially the outer planets, you'll see an event that happens. And that was around the time that we saw the volcanic activity in Hawaii. Right. And you could see, you'd see pictures of, mm-hmm. of cars driving down the streets and right next to them is a big fissure, right? Yeah. Or a volcanic mass spewing out. Right. I mean, and it was shocking to watch. And that's what we are most likely going to continue to see with this transit. Mm-hmm. This is, um, it's going to be some big shocking uh, Earth-related events. It does pull us together. I know I was there in Hawaii. I was on that's right, uh, right. Uh, uh, the mountain, uh, the the volcano. I yeah. felt it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I can only imagine. I think that also it's going to, because of all of this, um, the Earth-related disasters that we're seeing. I think that we're going to see more push towards. Uh, plant-based foods. We're already seeing that. And that's a very Uranus and Taurus type um, of shift. Shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's the technology creating different foods 
course, being the food. Right, and the being more plant-based, which plant-based. is also very Torian. Right? Yeah, and more, and you know, we're, we're going to see more lab-created foods, right. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. More, yeah. yeah. More the Aquarian food, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that gets yeah. to our values. Are we really going to accept that, and how are we going to eat without it? I don't think, I know that there could have been some monks that were air they ate air. I'm you know, not oh, sure that, it's yeah. hard about oh, that. Oh, God. There were people, yeah, what, there was a name for that. Her, people that, it started with an H, I, I think. I, Herba, I thought it was or, Aryans or yeah, something. Yeah, Aryans Is or something. It, so, it yeah. was something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I was always curious, like, okay. Is that possible? Yeah, can we smell right? food and absorb Can I, can I bend my mind enough <laughs> to make that possible? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think we're we're also going to see innovations in agriculture yep, too, definitely, because we can't keep sustaining the way that we've been working our systems. Right, and I'll throw the like you know the other other wrench in the whole thing about like a lot of the small farmers, which I grew up in the Midwest, and when I was back there last year, it's like you see a lot of these small farms that can't afford to work anymore. Yes, you know because of all the cor- <gasps> corporate farming. Although. Yes, you're absolutely right. But I do receive here in Seattle the PCC. The oh, yeah. Puget, yeah. yeah. And they have wonderful articles. And there was right. one in particular about a dairy so, farm, which dairy, you know, with cows. Right. But he was going organic. And then he was this, if I can remember all the details, but he was using, I think, the manure. And in such a way with... Uh, um, I don't know his method. Anyway, I, I won't use more details here because it would be a shaggy dog story. I wouldn't have it all correct. <laughs> but it was very heartening where it, it there's in, innovative farmers that are small that are now beginning to outreach and, and because of social media teach others how they can really contribute on a not just to produce for themselves but actually help contribute towards a to solution. the community and, to the, a, and then yeah exactly and a solution where there's going to have to be otherwise a lot of these people are going to go bankrupt which they are in the midwest because there's just so many chemical companies you got dow chemical and you've got like the big pharmacy company eli Lilly. it's like corporate haven in the midwest all over because there's place for it and um all over indiana which was a lot of soy you know, and they were mm-hmm. small local farms. They're like, they're not happening right now. So people are going to have to start becoming more innovative in their farming techniques, banding right? Together. Agricultural stuff, which, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and banding doing things together. differently. And yeah. doing things differently. We're going to yeah. have to do things differently. There are, there are resources. There are groups. There's one, another one that I joined, and it's environmental EDF, I, I think is the That's initial. environmental defense. Yeah, and they're right. it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I mentioned it on a previous program about how they're helping farmers in other parts of the world, of course, and we could also benefit, where they're um, teaching people when to water and how to water and, and increasing all kinds of... Their connection to nature. Yeah, There's a lot, a lot of, like, these other countries have been doing this sustainable farming forever because... They haven't had the money to be big farmers. So they're more in tune with nature and the rhythms of nature, which is very Torian. Yes. But the, the technology is actually helping in this regard. They can take yeah. a picture of a, of a plant that's dying, and then they can get an answer, what's right. wrong with it. And right. So there is a lot of 
potentiality to keep us from going down the dark path of of yeah absolutely because consciousness it is a matter ultimately and iran is raising our consciousness right yeah Yeah. and i don't know if you guys have seen the articles in the news about um laws that are trying to curtail the use of of words like milk and burgers and rice to only be for their original use so like plant-based burgers that would and be I just outlawed. argue with that mm-hmm. to the nth yeah. degree because yes and with that in mind because when you say just not that you yourself are thinking in the original form but why original because it was marketed as original because right. milk everything can be milked I yeah beans you almonds can, you everything can milk can and be almonds milked. absolutely yes. right yeah and I think that this is the we're seeing the pushback from the the Pluto and Capricorn, the Saturn and Capricorn, you know, it's like trying to dominating, trying to tamp down, trying to control that, um, the innovation and the, the food for all kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that once we get to that point where Saturn and Jupiter move into Aquarius and when Pluto finally moves into Aquarius, right, it's, that's going to fall away because we're not going to have a choice. Right. Well, we're going to be more concerned with, the community yeah. and rather the needs than of the community rather yeah. than just yeah. the stability, or I wouldn't say the stability, no, but it's the like categorizing of, or the, of tradition, the commerce, of the commerce, the, the government, the, right. yeah, the old the traditions. Yeah, I mean, Capricorn mm. is so, it's so invested in keeping things the way that they are because right. that's the way they've always been. And they're, it's not even about this is the good the best thing right it's just this it's is just, what we've done and this is what works yeah right and this will work forever and again, it's like, like well no it doesn't always it's the work. boundary yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no and 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 to also share as i have said earlier but remembering that all energies are not to be judged good or bad because possibly i have been making comments that may have sounded like that so i apologize if that if anyone has that um approach there is a balance though and i think that's the beautiful part about astrology is that we have these polarities in astrology there's 12 signs and six axes and they have the shadow of one and the strength of the other and together as a as an integrated unit it they function beautifully and they're all in a dynamic shift of energy that's always as we say never destroying is always just recreated so I do want to clarify that, you know, but right now we are in this heavy, heavy uh, Capricornian energy where collectively we're all really reaching out to figure out, okay, what is the resolution beyond this um, control because the energy is uh, controlling. Well, the energy is controlling and it, it, becomes more controlling when it feels threatened, right? So the Aquarian Uranian energy would be the big threat to all the Capricorn stability. Well, so, that's so true. You know, yeah. because and, if you're going to stand straight, you don't want to bend over and right? fall down. Yeah, and when you don't want the wind to be able to blow you, you know, you got to no. be pretty solid. So, so it's understandable. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, it's going to feel, you know, it may feel things may feel chaotic before things 
before they really start unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> and then or, we make a new nest. Or before you know, some they birds are. find their nest parts from old nests. Right. That's true. Right. Yeah. Or before they start to feel grounded again, because right. that's what Taurus is all about. Yeah. You know, it's like grounding, grounding. to the earth. They do have finding nuts. that stability. Right. The yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, there's a so. I've been kind of doing a little bit of studying with some Mayan astrology and I there's they have all the different signs that there's like 20 different signs and they're kind of like our sun sign right so there's this one particular sign and in Mayan astrology it's called a Nawal and it's called Ik and Ik is considered in Mayan astrology to be the divine breath. It's very kind of Iranian in a, in a way. So it can be very creative and very, um, you know, bringing in the new and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it can also be very destructive, you know, because it also is about communication, which Uranus and Aquarius are archetypes that deal a lot with communication. So, you know, they can... They can um, be destructive, not always be truthful, or can twist things, you know, mm. to see how they want to be fit and stuff. But it's also, um, I think, like the the Aquarian Uranian energy, it, it is also very powerful energy. And, and like you were saying earlier, Sue and Amanda, like there is like, there is some like, there's a lot of good that comes out of change. It's just that at when it's first happening, it, it feels more destructive and it feels scary. And, you know, you feel this chaos going on everywhere. But it's a it's also um, it's like the wind. Like, you know, you get in the vibe and you go, you know, you you, f you figure out the flow of it and how to actually make that energy be as creative and as uplifting you know as you can right yeah and i think that of all the signs taurus is the most resistant to change right you know it likes yeah. it the least so yeah. it's it's a really interesting transit to see uranus which loves change it's going to bring it no matter what right in this sign so it's really going to shake up on a personal level even our own ways that we have have gotten a bit complacent in our lives and where we need to start shifting and I think the clue right. to all of this is remembering the heart because Taurus is with Venus heart. It is love and it is that thread that makes the communication, you know, as we were speaking of, and this creativity feed into that purpose that serves the self and serves others. It's, uh, and, you know, some of this might sound a bit utopian, because one does need to think in the positive terms. But truly, when it comes to changes that are establishing our survival, because Taurus right. is a second sign right. of the zodiac, and it represents survival. That little life form is going to live come one way or the other. And so it makes its form, and it, and it maintains it on a consistent manner, and that's part of its strength. But... So if we're not willing to understand some of these energies that are inevitable, and it's because we're not just one, we are a collective, essentially. And, and, and certainly the, on global terms with all the communication, that's becoming more and more evident. And therefore, 
what is good for one in some terms will be good for another if we think of it that way. And it is important that we consider yeah, that. And and so you mentioned that Taurus is preverbal. Gemini is the first verbal sign. And so when when you think about the body, it's people always think about Aries, but Taurus is also a very body-centered sign. Mm-hmm. It's just more of the felt experience of the body. And it is our emotions and our trauma are stored in the body. And I think there's a lot there's an opportunity here with Uranus and Taurus to use more um, body centered healing methods. I mean, Uranus is electricity. Right. And so things like Reiki or acupuncture or yoga or massage in order to process through wherever we're stuck, because a lot of times when we are stuck, it's because of emotional trauma. Right. On a a big level or a small level. You know, it's like trauma doesn't have to be a big thing. Right. It is a language. I'm so glad that we're we're beginning to focus on this part of it because it is personal and it is one of the personal signs. Right. Taurus, it's it's in that first quadrant, too, of of ourself and personal below. And so the body has a language and one can read that. But to experience it, to realize that maybe one's feeling sick and then to realize, like Louise Hayes, who wrote the book, uh, Love. Uh, You Can Heal Your Life. Right. Yeah, that's one of the several several books. And that could be the one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And in other words, what I was saying is because I was pausing, trying to remember if that was the title because I have a couple of her books. But it's very love your body. Uh, that oh yeah yeah love your body yeah so it's it's that our feelings manifest into ailments if they're at dis right. ease yes right yeah and you know animals when they have have uh energy pent up in their body they will shake they will shake it out like that's the natural way of releasing yep. and that's what uranus is that's what it's trying to do for us and that's when it becomes really hard when we haven't shaken free this energy or, or allowed it to discharge in any way, because as humans, we don't do that. We're not yeah. con- as connected right. in that way. Of, oh, you know, it makes a huge difference because I started like I kind of changed my yoga program around the morning. And I learned this shaking technique when I was doing my yoga course uh, in New York. And it's amazing because you like lay on your back. They call it dead bug. So you have your hands and feet in the air. <laughs> but, oh, my God, it is the best feeling thing. And we used to have shake to do it. Shake it, baby. Right? Just shake it, right? <laughs> Twist and shout. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, you do it for, like, one or two minutes, and it's so much harder than you would think. Oh, I love it. But it, it gets all, like, the, uh, you I know, can all feel the electricity right through your body. It's totally yeah. Iranian. It's oh, amazing. Boy. I like yeah. it. Ooh, that's yeah. great. I'm going to yeah. have to add that to my yes. health routine. And lay in your sound. back hands and feet and just shake them. Right. Yeah. And you can put some music on yeah. and just like lay there, right? And shake, 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 shake. And it's amazing. Yeah. You get up and you feel like a whole new person. Love it's it. It's good yeah. for our spine and everything. And yes. sound. Sound is the sound, other thing. Yeah. Because yes. thinking of of Taurus, it is musical. It is sound. It's the right? five senses. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And just going, um, or anything. Like there was a, okay, there's a very old song uh, that's called um, 
moaning every day i'm moaning it's a it's a blues song it's very old and i happen to know it from some long years ago and so at any rate but the point is is that if you're also going to be a singer you have to do try these low tones and right. for about a month and then you open up your embouchure and all this and then eventually you can go to your high tones and that's how you get the good to- the good tone of the high tone and so if you're in your car but really and okay so if you're in your car and you do this, it's extraordinary having tried this because even if you're very depressed and that's a wonderful time to try, is you have to get a sound out. Because I think it is those in-kept sounds that begin to also have dis-ease in our body yeah, along right. with the shaking. And that's, and yeah, that's very yeah. Taurian too because it's, sound is before the the words come in. Right. You know? Yes. It, it's the, it's so, the, pr- the pri- primal. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It's so very primal. Trying this, at first it might be just very almost uh, sickly. It's like, you know, hardly a sound at all. I mean, on a good day, sure, you're ready for it. But on a bad day, you know, it's not too energetic. But amazingly, if you keep going, eventually it's like purging. You get rid of those sounds and eventually... Well, I do like to sing. You start singing. It might take five minutes or something or longer. I, I can't remember. I haven't done it for immediately recently. But it is extraordinary. And then you feel so regenerated. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, so shake it and sound. There you go. Yeah. Shake it. Yeah. Shake. And, I, shake, shake. and I think those types of, <laughs> of processes or, or therapies, whatever you want to call them, help to prime you for Uranian transits so yep. that you aren't as stuck and so that you can right. flow with more ease. Oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, the exactly. You got to get that energy moving. Yeah. You, you got to start with yourself, right? Yeah. In order to make, make change. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Next week, just before we have a few minutes here, we're having our next panel, although it is called the Moon Beam Team. And it's also Seattleized, so we can look eyeball to eyeball at each other. And that will be with Elizabeth Mouchette and Sarah Stromley. And it involves the new moon of the month and the full moon. And there won't be any eclipses. We have passed that little season until this coming summer. But the name of that general talk will be who's in charge anyway, because the new, not the new moon, but the full moon is going to be in Leo. And there's a few aspects involved so that'll be quite exciting and to remind you that this is talk cosmos with aquarius cosmic collaboration panel with amanda pierce and shannon hayes go to talk cosmos you can subscribe you'll find out when it's happening and you if you want to listen to our past talks or find out about these wonderful astrologers we have a guest section and there's a link to all the past episodes and also, oh, there's so much to say. We have new references. You can find out about the planets that you can see in the sky. That's most exciting. So, well, we have just about 30 seconds. We can chime in another something. Well, I would like to mention that I will be teaching a meditation class coming up. So if you're looking to find that serenity of Uranus, you can join me on uh, March 15th. And how do they find awesome. you? AmandaMoon.net. AmandaMoon.net. Okay. Or otherwise, just look online and with Top Cosmos. Oh, we love you so much. And I love you both. And love you guys. Love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Till again. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.